This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to chapters 14 through 18 of the Volsanga Saga, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new stories for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. In addition to our reminder, we have some exciting news for the month of July. You've likely noticed that our format sounds a little bit different. Not only that, but you may have heard, in addition to our story releases on Wednesdays, we will also now be releasing longer chapter-length stories every other Saturday. As if that isn't exciting enough, starting on July 9th, we will begin hosting Fireside Stories with the Skull Circle at 7pm Central Time every other Thursday. Our Fireside Stories will be a live stream of my Nogan and I regaling you with stories you may have never heard before, along with some of our very own witty banter. So, if you want to experience what a live show from the Skald Circle is like, that may be of interest to you. You can find more details under the events section on our website. Chapter 14. Regan's Tale of His Brothers and of the Gold Called Anvardi's Horde. The tale begins, said Regan. Hrydmar was my father's name, a mighty man and wealthy, and his first son was named Fafnir, his second otter, and I was the third and least of them all by both for prowess and good conditions. But I was cunning to work in iron and silver and gold, whereof I could make matters that availed somewhat. Other skill my brother Otter followed, and had another nature withal, for he was a great fisher, and above other men herein, in that he dwelled in the likeness of an otter by day, and dwelt ever in the river, and bare fish to the bank in his mouth. And his prey he would ever bring to our father, and that availed him much, for the most part he kept him in his otter gear. And then he would come home and eat alone and slumbering, for on the dry land he might see naught. But Fafnir was by far the greatest and grimmest, and would have all things about called his. Now, says Regan, there was a dwarf called Anvardi, who was ever abode in that force, which is called Anvardi's force, in the likeness of a pike, and got meat for himself, for many fish there were in the force. Now, Otter, my brother, was ever wont to enter into the force and bring fish a land, and lay them one by one on the bank. So it befell that Odin, Loki, and Honir, as they went on their ways, came to Anvardi's force, and Otter had taken a salmon and ate it slumbering upon the river bank. Then Loki took a stone and cast it at Otter, so that he gat his death thereby. And the gods were well content with their prey, and fell to flaying off the Otter's skin, and in the evening they came to Hrydmar's house and showed him what they had taken. Thereon he laid hands on them and doomed them to such a ransom, as they should fill the otter skin with gold, and cover it over without red gold. So they sent Loki to gather gold for them, and he came to Ran, 
and got her net and went therewith to Envardi's force, and cast the net before the pike, and the pike ran to the net and was taken. Then Loki said, What fish of all fishes swims strong in the flood, but hath learned little wit to beware? Thine head must thou buy for abiding in hell, and find me the wan water's flame. He answered, And Vardy folk call me, call oin my father. Over many a force have I fared, for a norn of ill luck this life on me lay, through wet ways ever to wade. So Loki beheld the gold of Anvari, and when he was given up the gold, he had but one ring left, and that Loki took from him. Then the dwarf went into the hollow of the rocks and cried out that that gold ring, yea, and all gold withal, should be the bane of every man who should own it thereafter. Now the gods rode with the treasure to Hrydmar, and fulfilled the otter skin, and set it on its feet, and they must cover it utterly with gold. But when this was done, then Hrydmar came forth and beheld yet one of the muzzle hairs, and bade them to cover that withal. Then Odin drew the ring and Vari's loom from his hand and covered up the hair therewith. Then sang Loki, Golden now, golden now, a great wear-guild thou hast, that my head in good hap I may hold. But thou and thy son are not fated to thrive. The bane shall it be of you both. Thereafter, says Regan, Fafnir slew his father and murdered him, nor got I out of the treasure. So evil he grew that he fell to lying abroad and begrudged any share in the wealth to any man. So became the worst of all worms, and ever now lies brooding upon that treasure. But for me I went to the king and became his master smith. And thus is the tale of how I lost the heritage of my father and the wear guild for my brother. So spake Regan, but since that time gold is called Ottergild, for no other cause than this. But Sigurd answered, Much hast thou lost, and exceeding evil have thy kinsmen been. But now make a sword by thy craft, such a sword that none can be made like unto it, so that I may do great deeds therewith, if my heart avail thereto, and thou wouldst have me slay this mighty dragon. Regan said, Trust me well herein, and with that same sword shalt thou slay Fafnir. Chapter 15 Of the Welding Together Of the Shards of the Sword Gram So Regan takes a sword and gives it into Sigurd's hands, he took the sword and said, Behold thy smithying, Regan, and therewith smote it into the anvil, and the sword brake. So he cast the brand and bade him forge a better. Then Regan forged another sword and brought it to Sigurd, who looked thereon. Then said Regan, Belike thou art well content therewith, hard master, though thou be in smithying. So Sigurd proved the sword, and brake it even as the first. Then he said to Regan, Ah, art thou mayhap a traitor, and a liar, like to those former kin of thine? Therewith he went to his mother, and she welcomed him in seemly wise, and they talked and drank together. Then spake Sigurd, Have I heard aright that King Sigmund gave thee the good sword Gram in two pieces? True enough, she said. So Sigurd said, Deliver them unto my hands, for I would have them. She said he looked like to win great fame, and gave him the sword. Therewith went Sigurd to Regan, and bade him to make a good sword thereof as best he might. Regan grew wrought thereafter, but went into the smithy with the pieces of the sword, thinking well, meanwhile, that Sigurd pushed his head far and now into the matter of smithing. 
So he made a sword, and as he bore it forth from the forge, it seemed to the smith as though a fire burned along the edges thereof. Now he bade Sigurd to take the sword, and said he knew not how to make a sword if this one failed. Then Sigurd smote it into the anvil and cleft it down to the stock thereof, and neither burst the sword nor break it. Then he praised the sword much, and thereafter went to the river with a lock of wool and threw it against the stream. It fell asunder when it met the sword. Then Sigurd was glad and went home. But Regin said, Now whereas I have made the sword for thee, belike thou wilt hold to thy troth given, and wilt go meet Fafnir. Surely I will hold thereto, said Sigurd, yet first I must avenge my father. Now Sigurd the older he grew, and the more he grew in love of all men, so every child loved him well. Chapter 16 The Prophecy of Griffir There was a man hight Griffir, who was Sigurd's mother's brother, and a little after the forging of the sword Sigurd went to Griffir, because he was a man who knew things to come and what was fated of men. Sigurd asked diligently how his life should go, but Griffir was long or he spake, yet at the last, by reason of Sigurd's exceeding great prayers, he told him all his life and the fate thereof, even as afterwards came to pass. So, when Griffir had told him all even as he would, he went back home, and a little after he and Regin met. Then said Regin, Go thou and slay Fafnir, even as thou hast given thy word. Sigurd said, That work shall be wrought, but another is first to be done, the avenging of Sigmund the king and the other of my kinsmen who fell in their last fight. Chapter 17 Of Sigurd's Avenging of Sigmund his father Now Sigurd went to the kings and spake thus, Here have I abode a space with you, and I owe you thanks and reward for great love and many gifts and all honor due. But now... I will away from the land and go meet the sons of Hunding, and do them to wit that the Volsungs are not all dead, and your might would I have to strengthen me therein. So the king said they would give him all things soever that he desired, and therewith was a great army got ready, and all things wrought in the most heedful wise, ships and all war gear, so that his journey might be of the stateliest, but Sigurd himself steered the dragon keel which was the greatest and noblest. Richly wrought were all their sails, and glorious to look on. So they sailed and have wind at will. But when a few days were overpassed, there arose a great storm on the sea, and the waves were to behold even as the foam of men's blood. But Sigurd bade take in no sail, howsoever they might be riven, but rather to lay on higher than heretobefore. But as they sailed past the rocks of Aness, a certain man hailed the ships, and asked who was the captain over that navy. Then it was told to him that the chief and lord was Sigurd, son of Sigmund, the most famed of all young men who now are. Then said the man, Not but one thing certes. Do all say of him that none among the sons of kings may be likened unto him. Now fain were I that ye should shorten the sails on some ships and take me aboard. Then they asked of him his name, and he sang. Nikar I hight, when I gladden Hugin and went to battle, bright son of Volsung, now may you call the carl on the cliff-top, Feng or Fjolnir, fain would I with you. They made for land therewith, and took the man aboard. Then quoth Sigurd as the song says, Tell me this, O Nikar, 
Since full well thou knowest the fate of the gods, good and ill of mankind, what best our hap for she with? When amid the battle about us sweeps the sword's edge. Quoth Nikar, Good are many tokens if thereof man wotted. When the swords are sweeping, fair fellow, I deem the dark-winged raven in war to weapon wielder. The second good thing, when abroad thou goest for the long road well arrayed, good if thou seest two men standing, fain of fame within forecourt. A third thing, good hearing the wolf a-howling, abroad under ash-boughs, good hap shalt thou have, dealing with the helm-staves, if thou seest these fair before thee. No man in fight his face shall turn against the moon's sister, low light shining, for he winneth battle. Who best beholdest, through the midmost sword-play, and the sloping ranks best shapeth. Great is the trouble of foot ill-tripping, when arrayed for fight thou farest, for on both sides about thee are the disir by thee, guileful wishing of thy wounding. Fair combed, well washened, let each warrior be, nor lack meat in the morning, for who can rule the eaves returning and base fall before fate's groveling? When the storm abated, and they fared till they came a land in the realm of Hunding's son, and then Fjolnir vanished away. Then they let loose fire and sword, and slew men and burnt their abodes, and did waste all before them. A great company of folk fled before the face of them to Lingi the king, and him that men of war are in the land. A great company of folk fled before the face of them to Lingi the king, and tell him that men of war are in the land, and faring with such rage and fury that the likes has never been heard of, and that the sons of King Hunding had no great forecast in that they said would never fear the Volsungs more. For here was come Sigurd, son of Sigmund, captain over this army. So King Lingi lets send the war message all throughout the realm, and has no will to flee, but summons to him all such would give him aid. So he came against Sigurd with a great army, he and his brothers with him, and with exceeding fierce fight befell many a spear and many an arrow might men see raised aloft, axes hard-driven, shields cleft and birnies torn, helmets were shivered, and skulls split a twain, and many a man fell to the cold earth. And now when the fight had long dured in such wise, Sigurd goes forth before banners, and has the good sword Gram in his hand, and smites down both men and horses, and goes through the thickest of the throng with both arms red with blood to the shoulder. And folk shrank aback before him, wheresoever he went, nor would either Helm or Bernie hold before him, and no man deemed he had ever seen his alike. So a long while the battle lasted, and many a man was slain, and furious was the onset, till last it befell even as seldom comes to hand, when a land army falls on, that do whatso they might, naught was brought about, but many men fell to the sons of Hunding, that the tale what may not be told. And now when as Sigurd was among the foremost, came the sons of Hunding against him, and Sigurd smoked therewith at Lingi the king, and clave him down both helm and head and mail-clad body, and thereafter he smote Hjorward his brother a twain, and then slew all the other sons of Hunding who were yet alive, and more the part of their folk withal. Now home goes Sigurd with fair victory won and plenteous wealth and great honor, which he had gotten to him in this journey, and feasts were made for him against as he came back to the realm. But 
When Sigurd had been home, but a little, came Regan to talk to him and said, Be like thou wilt, now have good will to bow down Fafnir's crest according to thy word plighted, since thou hast thus revenged my father and the others of thy kin. Sigurd answered, That will we hold to, even as we have promised, nor did it ever fall from our memory. While we were between chapters, we mentioned earlier that this episode is sponsored by Audible. I personally cannot recommend Audible enough. Being able to download titles and listen offline anytime and anywhere is extremely convenient. Recently, I've been listening to Lines of Departure by Marco Close, and it's a real treat. It's also just one of thousands of audiobooks that are available through Audible. If you have any favorite Audible titles, send us a message. We're always looking for new stories to listen to. If you're not already an Audible member, you can visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. If you sign up and you're not certain what to download right away, don't worry about it. Your credits last for a year, so Audible never makes you feel rushed. Chapter 18 Of the Slaying of the Worm Fafnir Now Sigurd and Regan ride up the heath along the same way wherein Fafnir was wont to creep when he fared to the water and folks say that thirty fathoms was the height of the cliff, along which he lay when he drank of the water below. Then Sigurd spake, How sayest thou, Regan, that this drake was no greater than the other lingworms? Methinks of the track of him is marvelously great. Then Regan said, Make thee a hole and sit down therein. When as the worm comes to the water, smite him into the heart, and so do him to death, and win thee great fame thereby. But Sigurd said, what will betide me if I be before the blood of the worm? Says Regan, Of oh, what avail to counsel thee if thou art still afeard of everything? Little art thou like thy kin in stoutness of heart. Then Sigurd rides over the heath, but Regan gets him gone, for he is sore afeard. But Sigurd fell to digging a pit, and whilst he was at the work, there came to him an old man with a long beard, and asked him what he wrought there, and he told him. Then answered the old man and said, Thou doest after sorry counsel. Rather dig thee many pits, and let the blood run therein, but sit thee down in one thereof, and so thrust the worm's heart through. And therewithal he vanished away. But Sigurd made the pits even as it was shown to him. Now crept the worm down to the place of watering, and the earth shook all about him, and he snorted forth venom on all the way before him as he went. But Sigurd never trembled, nor was a dread at the roaring of him. So when as the worm crept over the pit, Sigurd thrust his sword under his left shoulder, so that it sank up to the hilts. Then up leapt Sigurd from the pit and drew the sword back again onto him. Therewith was on his arm all bloody up to the very shoulder. Now when that mighty worm was where that he had his death wound, then he lashed out head and tail, so that all things soever that were before him were broken to pieces. So when as Fafnir had his death wound, he asked, who art thou, and who is thy father, and what is thy kin, that thou wert so hardy as to bear weapons against me? Sigurd answered, Unknown to men is my kin. I am called a noble beast, neither father have I nor mother, and all alone have I fared hither. Said Fafnir, Whereas thou hast neither father nor mother, of what wonder wert thou born? But now, though thou tellest me not thy name, on this my death day, yet thou knowest verily that thou liest unto me. He answered, Sigurd am I called, and my father was Sigmund, says Fafnir. Who egged thee on to this deed, 
and why wouldst thou be driven to it? Hast thou never heard how that all folk were adrad of me, and how of the awe of my countenance? But an eager father thou hast, O bright-eyed swain. Sigurd answer, A hearty heart urged me here unto, and a strong hand and this sharp sword, which well thou knowest now, stood me instead in the doing of thy deed. Seldom hath hardy eld a faint-heart youth. Fafnir said, Well, I wot that thou hadst waxed amid thy kin. Thou mightiest have good skill to slay folk than thine anger. But more of a marvel is it that thou, a bondsman taken in war, shouldst have the heart to set on me, for few among bondsmen have a heart for the fight. Said Sigurd, Wilt thou then cast it in my teeth that I am far away from my kin? Albi I was a bondsman, yet I was never shackled. God wot thou hast found me free enow. Fafnir answered, In angry wise dost thou take my speech, but hearken, for that same gold which I have owned shall be thy bane too. Quoth Sigurd, Fain would we keep all our wealth to the day of our days, yet shall each man die once for all. Said Fafnir, Few things wilt thou do after my counsel, but take heed that thou shalt be drowned if thou farest unwarily over the sea. So bide thou rather on the dry land for the coming of a calm tide. Then said Sigurd, Speak, Fafnir, and say if thou art so exceedingly wise. Who are the Norns who rule the lot of all mothers' sons? Fafnir answers, Many there be and wide apart, for some are the kin of the Aesir, and some are of the elfin kin, and some are the daughters of Dvalin. Said Sigurd, How namest thou the holm whereon Surt and the Aesir mix and mingle the water of the sword? Unshapen is that holm height, said Fafnir. And yet again he said, Regan my brother has brought about my end, and it gladdens my heart that thine too he bringeth about, for thus will things be according to his will. And once again he spake, A countenance of terror I bore upon all folk. After that I brooded over the heritage of my brother, and on every side did I spout out poison, so that none durst could deny me, and of no weapons was I adrad, nor ever had so many men before me, as that I deemed myself not stronger than all, for all men were sore afraid of me. Sigurd answered and said, Few may have victory by means of that same countenance of terror, for whoso comes among shall one day find that no man is by far so the mightiest of all. Then says Fafnir, Such counsel I give thee, that thou take thy horse and ride away at thy speediest, for oft times it falls out so, that he who gets a death wound avenges himself none the less. Sigurd answered, Such as thy reeds are I will no wise do after them. Nay, I will ride now to thy lair, and take to me that great treasure of thy kin. Ride there then, said Fafnir, and thou shalt find gold enow to suffice thee for all of thy life days. Yet shall that gold be thy bane, and the bane of every one, so ever who owns it. Then stood up Sigurd and said, Home would I ride and lose all of that wealth, if I deem that by losing thereof I shall never die. But every brave and true man will fain have his hand on wealth till that last day. But thou, Fafnir, Wallow in thy death pain till death and hell have thee. And therewithal, Fafnir died. And that is chapters 14 through 18 of the Volsunga Saga from Norse Mythology. 
thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app and to leave us a five-star rating if you enjoy this story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we would not be able to continue these stories and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently on Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.